Welcome to episode number five of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Lenore, and my co-hosts are Dee and Les. Tonight, we're talking about daily carry, but first, let's talk about what we're drinking. So, Dee, what's your medium and what's your poison? Um, so, I'm still working on that pound of Starbucks Pike Place that I had to buy, so uh, <laughs> that's that's what I'm, I'm having right now. It's, it's actually not that bad. Um, and I am writing with a CW Pencils Bugle, uh, a two-tone one. From Musgrave. Nice. That apparently I heard that that was a mistake. Like Musgrave was manufacturing. Were they serious about that? I, don't I know. thought they were just That's kidding. What I wanted around. to verify because, like, I don't know. I didn't hear it directly, but yeah. Regardless, it's a cool looking pencil. It still writes like a bugle, which is meh. But. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing on a Stationer's Ink Reporter's Notebook, the one that came in the last uh, pencil box from CW. Which yes. I actually kind of like the paper in this. It's just toothy enough to be enjoyable. Um, and then um, lately um, I've been consuming lots of video games. Um, I've been streaming, uh, live streaming on Twitch. Uh, I've been playing through anyone that's listening that's into uh, RPGs. I've been playing through the Final Fantasy series in consecutive order. Uh, there's 15 Final Fantasies, so this is quite the project oh my um, goodness i remember when final fantasy first came out i'm that's, so yeah old. <laughs> so i'm i'm still on number one so i just started uh so if anyone is interested my twitch username is fourth underscore letter um and that's at twitch.tv so i'm gonna have a schedule put up uh, right now i'm just sporadically gaming but yeah so that's what i've been doing okay so yeah. What's the story behind this fourth letter, D? So, my name is D. That's fourth letter of the alphabet. Oh, yeah. that kind of fourth yes. letter. I was like, the fourth letter of what? Is this a joke? Because <laughs> she's writing her name in three letters. That could be two. That makes sense. But no, it's it's actually because D is the fourth letter. Yeah, I wasn't smart enough to pick up on that. <laughs> so. Les, what about you? I'm uh, I'm using a Nataraj Tricone to write with and I'm in still using the same no brand notebook I've been using for a month since I moved my book and TV journaling into their own special books I've really slowed up filling on my my pocket notebooks I'm not sure how I feel about that yet I really enjoy filling up pocket notebooks so it's kind of disappointing that I've been using the same one for what seems like two months now right but we have to be willing to try new yeah. things right and I do actually really enjoy using my special notebooks my my fancy notebooks for special purposes and i'm really i'm filling them up i've been watching way too much tv lately um <laughs> i've been watching all the season finales of all of the garbage tv that i enjoy um <laughs> but uh, i'll leave that there um and i'm drinking a really delicious george howell coffee from kenya called mamudo and I got the Mamudo AB because it was $18 instead of the $25 that the Mamudo AA was. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. It's a very delicious coffee. And, you know, Dee, maybe you can come over and have some. Yeah, well, I, I can't wait to run out of this Starbucks. I refuse to throw coffee away, but mm -hmm. my next pound it of coffee. It does feel like a sin. Yeah, so. Well, you know what a really good use of Starbucks coffee is? What? Cold brew. Yes. Um, I did some cold brewing last summer and I had to use Starbucks because I have a friend who works at Starbucks and one mm. of the perks is you get a pound of coffee every week for free. Nice. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a partner mark out. I, when I used to work for Starbucks, it was great. I would just give away coffee because who, who like, I mean, I guess you can go through a pound of coffee a week, but yeah, we do. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I got a pound and I was new to the cold brew scene and yeah, it was really good. It makes delicious cold brew. I actually will pick up um, Starbucks coffee or um, what's the other one? Pete's. The Pete's yes. lighter roasts are fantastic for cold brew. Um, but that's a whole different podcast. I was just going to say, I could get into it. I, I have questions. We'll talk about it off air. With we, you know, we, 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 we might have to like talk, like discuss doing art brew together. Yes. Um, Oh my gosh. Or we could have an episode about what fuels you. Oh god, yeah. 
Because, you know, coffee I think whiskey. I think that we should do that. I think, yes. I think coffee and stationery kind of go hand in hand. They do. They do. So. I, I agree. And chocolate. Don't forget yes. about chocolate. Oh, yeah, chocolate. Oh, yeah, chocolate. Hmm. <laughs> You're hitting all the right buttons today, yes. guys. So uh, move, moving on, Lenore, what, what's your poison today? Uh, I'm actually also drinking coffee, but mine is, um, I mean, it's not that special. I've, um, we get the, so there's, you guys will appreciate this actually. There's a, uh, small local Louisville chain called Heine Brothers. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, right? Um, so it's H E I N E. And it. they were, in fact, brothers who started a coffee house and, and it's now a, a local chain. I think they've got 11 or 12 locations and they no longer own it but like there's something where they own the roastery but another company owns the coffee houses but you know so um anyway i'm drinking a heine brothers good morning roast and it's um it's you know it's our default house coffee and it's good i i'd actually um i love their little coffee houses but they're not as good as they were when they were owned by the brothers but um it's still nice to be able to go into something that's, you know, locally owned and reasonably independent. Long live the independent coffee house. Yes. <laughs> and um, I'm writing with my Chisby Eco and I've got some kind of purple ink in it. I was going to look it up before we got on, but I, I forgot to go look it up and see what kind of ink I have in it. But it's a really nice kind of purple. Um, I'm thinking it might be one of those 1670 inks, mm -hmm. but I can't remember for sure. And I'm writing in the same Calipino dot grid I've been having for a while. Um, but then I also, I, I dug out this Dome Paper graph pad. Do you guys have any of the Dome Paper products? I don't. I, I've had um, a couple of his pocket notebooks. Um, I love the paper. Can't stand it in a, pa a pocket notebook. Oh, really? How come? It's, it's way too big a grid. Um for for my use in a pocket notebook i've printed off yeah it's a little bit of a weird size grid because um for me it's well okay so this pad that i'm using is grid plus lines mm -hmm. so uh it's a um, vertical orientation just like a regular kind of eight and a half by eleven notepad it's it's 8.25 by 11.77 inches and um so every third grid line is a heavier blue line so that it's like lined paper yep. with a grid behind it. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I really thought I was going to love it when I saw it online and I thought I was going to love it when it came and I don't enjoy writing on it because um, the grid is either too big or too small. Yep. Yeah, that was the... It's a little tiny bit too small for writing on every other grid line and a little bit significantly too big for writing on every third so yeah it's not a good size for me yeah that was the same problem that i had when i was using it in a pocket notebook it was either too big too small um that said i did i used to print off their paper um when i was in an office setting and i used it as like a de desk pad and i did enjoy it like as a as like a scratch pad next to my computer yeah, I think it'd be pretty perfect for that. And um, I actually, I'm going to order a couple masterpieces uh, for, you know, I'm going to take advantage of the bulk discount on that mm. and have those on my desk because I used to love those giant calendar mm -hmm. desk pads because it's so nice to be able to set your keyboard or your laptop just directly on that and just, you know, scribble around it. I really, I really like that model. So I think I'm going to try that masterpiece. Nice. And I just finished rereading for the umpty ump time, The Handmaid's Tale. And I haven't started watching on Hulu yet because I just haven't had a lot of TV time lately. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, it's so depressing, man. It's so depressing. It is. I, I, I don't know that I can bring myself to watch the the, uh, the TV show. Because I've, I've read the book. Um, I don't remember if I read it in high school or if I read it in my early years in college. Um, but man, I just remember it being such a down, like really good, but such a downer. And 
I don't know. I don't really need that in that in this political climate right now. I'm already <laughs> down enough. Uh, yeah. I I haven't read or consumed anything regarding that, and like I feel like I should because all of my friends are talking about it, including you guys. So I just find that I don't have enough hours in the day to do everything I want to do. It's kind of distressing, actually. I I look at my TV and book reading as an escape. Like, I, I want to be entertained, and I'm trying to shut my mind off from politics and the world. And I really don't want to think about deeper things. Although, that that said, I'm, I am reading... Um, what am I reading right now? I'm having a brain fart on it. Um, trigger warning. Neil Gaiman's trigger warning. Okay. And um, it's a little deeper than, or like like American Gods. Like I, I find that a little deeper than you know just pure entertainment. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching American Gods. So. Um, pause real quick, Lenore. Are you muted? I'm not now. I was. Can you mute for a second? So D, you should you should read it at some point just because of a like cultural literacy. Yeah, I, I kind definitely of thing. want to. I have no problem reading depressing things. I'm kind of so like numb to yeah, the world. Yeah, and it's not that long actually. It's, okay. Um, you know, it's a typical kind of '80s novel style. The size. It's not a like a Michael Creighton book. Okay. Or it's not like a Dan Brown novel. No. no. Okay. Oh God, no. Okay. Atwood is also an it's interesting author. <laughs> It's a really good book. Oh, yeah, it's excellent. It's really well written. And I was actually reading it as a grown-up because I read it for the first time in grad school. Mm. And I've read it a couple of times since then, but not from kind of a critical reading kind of background. Mm -hmm. And so reading it this time, I was really paying a lot more attention to the language and the literary devices. And it's mm. it's tight. It's well yeah. written. Nice. I really enjoy Atwood's writing style. She's really just phenomenal. Everything I've read of hers. I do too, good. most of the time. There were a couple of hers that I just couldn't really get into, mm -hmm. but most of the time I've, I've read everything that she puts out and I've really into it. Mm -hmm. um, so what's new with you guys? What's exciting in your life right now, Dee? Um, well, you sent Les and I these amazing pencil packages. Yes. <laughs> I, I unloaded, so I mean, uh, carefully curated a box of stuff for you. Um, yeah, I finally had a chance to kind of go through them. I didn't use them all. Because um, I'm weird about, like, sharpening vintage pencils. Like, I'm afraid to sometimes. <laughs> so you, The core could I fall out and you'd be disappointed. Of, like, everything in mine right up. Um, <laughs> and just, like, I've tried all of them. And really well, it. it's good to have the contrast of the two different approaches. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, for me, like, the Everhard Faber stuff, the stuff that I didn't already have, I scrolled away into my Everhard Faber box. Because one of these days, I'm going to figure out how to display them. Because um, I have so many, and they're so pretty, and they're so different, and it'd be really cool. Almost like um, how CW Pencils has like that, that on the wall, like it's yeah. like a case. I'm not going to go that serious, but maybe I'll figure something out. So yeah, no. But I the ones that I did sharpen that I really like. Um, there's this white pencil. It has like oh yeah, the pH. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the high tide. Yeah. It's like um like like bastardized google translate yeah like delivering the words put down on paper magic of print to whom you care i love that <laughs> but it writes really well and it's very light like i'm trying to figure out like what kind of wood it's made of yeah the weight of it is really really light yeah, yeah. so Which i like i actually don't love yeah i and I, I like this other one you sent the um where is it it's a um, constitution. It's from Nationals. Yeah. But I like that it, it's little, because I love, like, vintage, like, print on pencils. And this one has... That one's got a really pretty font. Yeah, and it says Fuse Hex, or Fuse... Fuse Text, text. Fuse Text, I'm sorry. So it's, like, these weird, like, the font's great, and it has, like, these, like, like unique sayings on it. Um, the core is perfectly centered. And let me just say, I, that's one thing I do look at when I get new pencils from someone like vintage stuff. I put them all in my hand and like bunch them together. And I will tell you that it's very rare that I find vintage pencils having cores that are off center. 
This is so true. I think that speaks to quality and what's happened nowadays with that. I think it might also just speak to selective pressure because the cheapest pencils are the most likely to be kind of just... But I will say... In the trash at the end of the school year or whatever. As I eat my words here, I just picked up the Double Day uh, green pencil yeah. with the awesome ferrule. And Which is like 100 years old. The core isn't centered. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's your words. Checked. It's not that. It's not that bad. Like it's it's not close to the edge. And I would never sharpen this anyway. Like this is a display pencil. It has a sharp hex. Oh. It's like everything I want in life. But it's so sad now. Sharpen no. it. Sharpen it, it. I mean, you've destined it to remain a virgin. Yes. Maybe I'll sharpen it once <laughs> and use it. And then finally, there's this other pencil you sent. Uh, it's blue. It has no ferrule. It's round, and it's called the Manager. Yeah, is that a Faber? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's it was made in Argentina. Um, but I really oh, that's right. It's like an A W Faber or Correct. something, right? And it has the, yeah. the old logo of the scales. Yeah, I liked the logo on that one, and I got that was another one that I just got a dozen of on eBay. And then there's one you sent me, which is a fairly, comparing it to the others I just talked about, it's like, it's called straight A. It's a yellow pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the eraser is still rubbery, so I'm assuming this is within the past 20 years or so. I think those are some that my sister picked up. If I'm remembering correctly, I think those are some my sister picked up in a thrift store and sent to me. And um, I haven't sharpened one up and used it yet. I expected them to be terrible because they look like just you know yeah. cheapy school pencils and then but i haven't tried one my final favorite besides all the everhard faber um is the johan faber's uh raphael mm-hmm. um i like it for a lot of reasons one i think it's funny that it's the same color as the ninja turtle raphael which is red <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this was made way before that so that's cool um, and I like Johann Faber's uh, logo. It's like, it looks like a pickaxe or a, like a, I, I don't know. They're like two picks, like crossed. Hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what it was intended to be. I know I know what you're talking yeah. about, even though it's, I don't have it out to look at. And then the, the top is, is a dipped in like gold. So, um, so yeah, I've been enjoying like going through these and, and, and using some of them. So... I was, like, I was sorting my stuff out in my office because it had so many things that had come in and I booed and awed over them for five minutes and then I just threw them in a box because yeah. I didn't have time to sort them out. So um, when I found out that you were a fobber collector, I yes. went through and just hunted for whatever I yes. had. Well, it's appreciated. And I've yet to go... Well, I'm so glad you had some stuff that you didn't hadn't seen before. Yes. That's really the cool. The only duplicate that you sent of the Everhard Favor stuff is the big green elementary school pencil. Which I think went around in this yeah. try it swap box. Because anytime I yeah. swap, I take all the Everhard favors that I don't have. <laughs> You're the one. <laughs> but I, I put in duplicates of Everhard favors that I have. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just teasing. That's how swaps are supposed to work. And uh, I've yet to try any of your chalk, but because I'll be at the writing center this summer by myself, probably not helping students because no one goes there in the summer, mm. I'm going to use the beautiful chalkboard we have in the writing center to try out all the chalk. Excellent. And then we can have an episode about it. Yeah. What about you, Les? Um, So I just got a pack, well, a couple of packages in from India. And one of the packages had my checking pencils in it. Um, Yeah, I'm actually pretty impressed with them when, when I compared them to the Eagles. Okay. Have you, okay. So, um. Michael Hagen of Leadfast sent me yes. a package of the Eagle Chem Seal Very Thin Carmine Reds. Yeah. He got like a massive package on eBay at some yeah. point. And so he's like, anytime anyone mentions that they're editing something yes. like lengthy, like a new novel. I have sets, some from him too. Yeah. yeah. And there's, so, the, oh my God, those are so smooth and so nice. Um, and then the the Nataraj checking pencil compares color-wise pretty similar. It's very highly pigmented for a, for a colored pencil that Good is as inexpensive as they are. I think they are, I paid maybe five bucks for them on Amazon. Okay. 
And they're not as smooth. They're not quite as silky smooth as the Eagle, but they look very similar. They're a little um, more orange okay. when I look at them compared to the Eagle. Um, but they pop the, out. The pigment color or the paint color? The pigment color is a little more orange um, when oh, okay. I compare them to the Eagle. Um, the Eagle is more of a, a blood red. Whereas um, the Nautilus is closer to what I'd call an old-fashioned Volkswagen red, which is more of a tomato. Oh, nice. So it's kind of a tomato red. And it's nice. It pops out on the page. It really stands out against blue and black ink. So I'm really looking forward to using it to edit, well, the two of them, to edit my novels. So um, Nice. Um, yeah. Have you used a Carandash uh, 999 red Double Other, blue, blue, red. No, I, I, um, I used it briefly when when you came up and visited. Okay, but I used the Musgrave version, and do I have one right here? Um, no, I think I threw that into my crap box of pencils. because <laughs> um, it like the red and the blue both like just shat. The cores were shattered. Um, oh. they were. They, it was a nice red on the mus. Was it Musgrave or Generals? I want to say the, Musgrave. Well, the Generals red pencils are garbage. So don't yeah. even. Um, it was nice. Like whichever one it was, it was nice and smooth. It looked great. It just performed crap. Uh, like all I did was sharpen, 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 and you know, then I would never. I'd get a point, and then it would fall out. Um, right. Ugh. I. I remember, like, I was sitting in the cafe at school, and I was like, screw this! And I ended up just using a pen, because it wouldn't, it like, I, it wouldn't hold a point. Yeah, it, so. it, like, it's like the paper meat mongol that we all love. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was asking about the Karandash, because that's my favorite editing pencil. It has the perfect balance of smoothness, but it has a bright enough red that it, it's bright enough for me and for students. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering how it compared, but it's not, it, well, that's silky, like, like the Eagle, I think, okay. as I remember it, um, this grips the page a little more. The next time we get together, I'll give you a couple of them. Yeah. Because I, I really love the Karen Dash, um, but at $2 and 80 cents a pencil, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I wind up with a bunch of blue pencils because I don't use the blue as much. Mm -hmm. So I'll sharpen down to the blue and then, you know. But yeah, no, so I was just wondering how that how that is. I'm going to yeah. do I'm going to do a review again. I reviewed them once, uh, mark, mm -hmm. checking, marking pencils. I think I'm going to do it again. So. Mm -hmm. Good call. Yes. <clears throat> All right, Lenore. So what about you? What's exciting for you? Um, so uh, we were talking about the new Squire mm -hmm. on the last show. And um, did you guys see, did you guys get in when, oh, who was it? Joey? Was it Joey that posted to say that they were almost sold out? Yeah. I did see that post. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Not, did you guys get in and get one? I did not. No. I, I looked at it and I, I hadn't gotten my paycheck yet. So I, <laughs> I, I was like, well, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I heard the voice of my spouse and, and didn't. <laughs> well, dun dun dun! I ordered a three pack. Oh, get out! Nice. I did. You're the best. Oh. So yeah, so I'll get those to you guys before long. <laughs> You're so awesome! I'm so excited. I was. I saw it and I was like, oh, okay, I've got to get in there. All right, I'm just gonna do it. I'm not even gonna see if they're there because if I wait to hear back. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, I'll sell them if I, you know, if I have to. So I'll, um, yeah, so I'll get those out to you guys. And, um, it's, it's even prettier than it is in the pictures. Aww. And the color of it, the green color is just so beautiful. And the ink, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta order myself. I gotta see if I have any other pens that will hold these cartridges. Mm. So, and what brand is the cartridge? Well, I'm opening it up Schmidt. right now to find out because people had, yeah, see, it it's just it just says Baron Fig on this one, so but I think it's a Baron Fig branded Schmidt yeah. that people were. Um, I say. I will link in the show notes the Schmidt version on Amazon. Uh, you can get like a 
what was it, a five or six pack for around 12 or $15, something like that. Um, it's this exact same refill that Retro 51s take. Okay. Um, they're awesome. Really, really nice refills. Yeah. Um, so I am, I'm so impressed with how this thing's, this thing writes. The ink is so smooth and it just, you know, it's, it's wet, but there's absolutely zero smudging and it's a really pretty green color. I don't think, so I used to have a, a retro tornado, tornado. Tor- yeah. The tornadoes. Tornado. Yeah. And I didn't know if it was a, an American tornado or a European tornado. <laughs> um, but the the shape of that pen is so uncomfortable for me. Like, I mm. can't write a grocery list with that pen. It's mm. so uncomfortable. So I gave it away. and But I had ordered some refills for it, and none of them struck me like this. None of, I mean, they just... Hmm. They weren't that satisfying. So I'm wondering what I got. That was probably five years ago. Um, it might have been a different, because there's a rollerball. I think there's a gel type refill. Um, I have the Retro 51 Hexamatic, which uses a slightly different refill, and it's a rollerball. No, it's, is it a rollerball or is it a ballpoint? I don't remember, but it's a slightly different ink than the Retro 51. Okay. Like like the Tornado. Um, The Tornado is my wife's favorite pen. Hmm. Yeah, my husband likes his, but I just, it just does not feel good in my hand. Mm. I bought her one for her when she graduated from law school. Nice. And yeah, she used it uh, for years and she left it on her desk at the courthouse and one either one of the other clerks or one of the judges swiped it no I... yeah not kidding <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I bought her another one since then and and she does she enjoys it but it's not the same because you know it was not it's not the one that i got her for graduation because i got her a special edition oh <laughs> uh, so like what um so it's a retro 51 refill what specific pen refill in the Retro 51. It's a, Retro 51 uses a Schmidt as well. Okay, so... It's got a particular, like... I can't remember the name. I've got it, like, in my Amazon cart. Okay, okay. so you're going to post a link. Because on the, um, on the cartridge itself, it says Baron Fig. It has the baronfig.com um, website. And it says the pen is a mighty sword. And then it's either the number on it is either 609 or if you flip it upside down, it's 609. So I'm not sure which it is. Um, well, I think they might be using like a different series of numbers um, than than Schmidt uses. Okay. Just because I'm looking on Retro 51's website and like I don't see any green refills at all. Yeah, then Retro Fifty One might be might not be selling the green refills. I know that you can get them on Amazon. Okay. Oh, like straight from Schmidt. Yep. Okay. Terrific. Okay, so it's the P eight one two seven short capless roller ball. All right. Will you throw that in the show links? Absolutely. Typing it in Rock. right now. Thank you so much. And I will even find, oh, I'm going to put both the, both the green and the black. So it's a, I found a six pack of the Schmidt P8127s for $16.25, um, which is not a bad deal for those. And it has to be the P8127, because I found a P8126. That is a different refill. Ugh, so want... it's a different length. Okay, because I wanted red ink. You can get that. Um let me see if I can find the seller, but we, I can do that off. Yeah. Yeah. Off, you know, off just this. so I know Thank that I can you. get the colors that I need. Right. So I'll, <laughs> do, so I'll awesome. do, I'll do one for black, um, red and green. Yeah. So we can all get our, get the ones we like. Excellent. Anything else exciting or are we, shall we move on into our main topic for the week? Let's move on. Yeah. All right. So talking about daily carry, and this is this is one of those kind of crazy topics that is 
that there's so much that can potentially go into it, right? Mm, so yeah. we're going to leave this fairly open and uh, just have you guys talk about what do you what do you take with you? So Dee, would you like to start us off? Sure. So I vary. Um, there are some things that I always have with me. Um, and that's my bullet pencil from Metal Shop Connecticut. The uh, walnut one. Oh, yeah. That's the one I, that's the timber twist I have too. Yeah. Um, so I, I always have that. Um, and I always have a Koinor, uh thermoplastic hexagonal eraser in my pocket. Because I use it as a fidget. Because it has like a recessed part in the middle of it that fits your fingers perfectly. Yeah. And those get clean too if you need to clean them up. Yes. So I ha- always have one of those. But as far as my everyday, it depends. Now during the semester, um, I use a, ba- a full backpack. So obviously that gets uh, pretty extensive. But my main things that I always have with me when school's happening is the CW Pencils leather pencil case. Yes. And inside I have one of each color of the Casemate Neons. My uh, Pollock sharpener. Yes. And a Hinodawashi eraser. Which one is that? It's the, the one I use is a, a long square eraser. Um, it's the one on, I think Les posted a picture recently on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Black it's, or it's white? A, it's white with a gold like paper cardboard uh, sleeve. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's one of my favorite erasers because it, it's not dusty. It just kind of bunches up into one little ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I always have that with me. I always have two Caran Dash 999 blue-red marking pencils for work. And for notebooks, um, well, last semester I didn't have Les's no name, so I didn't have those, but I will carry those. But um, two field notes. I use one for assignments and then one for like a regular jot things down kind of thing. And uh, remind everyone what you do that you're carrying those checking pencils for work. Oh, yes. So I work at a college, a community college writing center. So I'm editing papers for hours. So those pencils really kind of come in handy because the red is obviously for edit. Blue is for annotating and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's pretty essential that I have those. Hmm. Did you come around to these particular combinations? I mean, when, when you were choosing, for example, your pencils and your erasers, did you choose those based on kind of general adaptability or because they work really well with the specific notebooks and paper you're working with? Is, it, is this um, part of a sort of concerted whole or is it a collection of objects that you like that may or may not be particularly suited to each other? Well, so eraser is definitely because of the way it works. Uh, because I use a variety of papers when I'm writing, you know, notebook paper, copy paper, if it's like a handout. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you need know, something general. Correct. And it's very delicate on paper, the Hinodawashi. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it doesn't tear up the paper. So that's, that's a nice feature for me. So that definitely the casemate neons. I like them. I, they're just aesthetically pleasing and they write really well. Right. Um, and usually I'll throw in like one or two like pencils that I may be reviewing. So I'll try to use those, but I just, I just like having um, five sharpened neon pencils at the ready. So right. <laughs> um, the, the Pollux I carry with me and that's the pencil sharpener I use exclusively. Um, and again, for the way it works, I didn't realize how much I would like a concave point until I, or a concave, well, yeah, I guess a point until I started using pencils that were sharpened in that way. Yeah, it is really nice. Because now that I, like I'm using this right now, the bugle, which was sharpened in just a regular sharpener, and it's just awkward feeling. Like you don't realize how subtle, <laughs> like, you know, how subtle that is. So yeah, the Pollux is definitely utility. The pencil case, I mean, it's beautiful, and it holds a full-size Blackwing, which I like. Um, you have one, Lenore, don't you? I do, and I like how slim it is. 
Yes. It's hard to find a, a case that's long enough, like you said, for an unsharpened Blackwing or for a new Blackwing without also being a little bit more square, like too big. Yes. Yeah. And so I really like that it's this kind of long, thin object rather than being more of a, of a square shape. Yeah. And I like that um, oftentimes at work there's faculty parking and even though I'm faculty, I'm not about to park there. So if I have a backpack on, it looks like I'm a student and I get hassled. So I like the case because I just grab the pencil case and put it in my pocket and then like walk like I have a purpose. So they just think I'm faculty and I can park in the faculty parking. So uh, I'm able to uh, pull that off. And I like, like you said, how long it is, but not bulky it is because I can, I can just grab it and go like, and it doesn't take up a lot of space in my backpack. Like the worst thing is I used to use, um, let me see, I have it right over here. I got it from Jet Pens. Oh, what is it called? They have a brand of bags called Nomad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a pencil case that has like all these different compartments. It has a main compartment. It has two regular compartments. And it the thing is probably like four or five inches wide. And when you put that in a bag in a front pocket, it like makes your bag bulge out. And like, it's just, it's just very awkward. And, you know, oh, another thing I forgot. I always carry a highlighter with me. Actually two highlighters. One, uh, the Stabilo Boss. Are you familiar with those? Yeah, that's the normal highlighter marker, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, they're like flat. They're, they're maybe about four inches long. I'll post a link in the show notes. Um. Those are really Classic. useful because they can be uncapped for up to four hours without drying out. Oh, wow. Yes. So, Do you so, use yeah. any highlighter pencils? I used to. I used to use the uh, Karen Dash ones. But my issue with those were it's smudged pencils sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, and also, even on, it depended what printer I used at school, but for the giant, like, printer that is everything and a printer, it would actually smudge the ink on the paper. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. The toner. It, it, yeah, the toner. So and it was only from those big printers. I don't know what they, you know, what they use. But yeah, so I, I kind of strayed away from that because the big printers, it's two cents a page as opposed to the little ones, which are five cents. And right. when you have to print thousands of pages, that matters. So, um, so no, I moved away from, I have a bunch of them still, but I just, I really don't use them. Um that often anymore okay Les what about you what do you carry around oh I carry so much stuff (laughs) Um, I did I wanted to um, correct myself I said that the refill for the um, experiment is the P8127 and it's actually the P8126 okay so yeah I misspoke but anyway, going back to my my everyday carry. So I have I have two different carries depending on what I'm doing. If I'm going to work, I don't carry a lot of personal stuff, um, or I try not to. So I I have in my pocket my my mini mint tin, and in it I now carry a Pollux instead of a masterpiece. Thank you, D. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I have a brass bullet. Um, okay. And I use them in two different, like, so depending on the length of my pencil, if I have, so I, I always carry around a full length pencil or a bunch of full length pencils and in a, in a little tin that I got from pencil, actually Randy, Randy sent me a pencilthings.com uh, pencil tin. And it is, it's the best pencil case I've ever used. He sent me it's one of those little, too. It is awesome. Yeah. It's got a nice hinged cap and then it's lined with like fun foam. So that absorbs all the graphite and it keeps the points from breaking off. It's fantastic. Um, mine is all dented up and covered in stickers now. <laughs> um, and I, I've used it for three, almost four years now, I think, since he sent it to me. Was it, has it been that long? Yeah. Have I known Randy that long? Possibly. Um, yeah, so that's what I, I carry, like, seven pencils around in that, that are all, like, I sharpen those in the classroom friendly, and then if I need to sharpen the full-length pencils, 
um, then I will use the Pollux. I also keep in my pocket my Metal Shop CT. Um, God, which one is it? I don't. I think I got that oak. I got the lighter colored version. Um, and so I always have that in my pocket. And if I'm using that, then I use the brass bullet to sharpen that pencil. So those are two things that I always have on me, even like whether I'm going to work or if I'm going to, you know, just do personal stuff. Um, so then on top of that, I always have my Notco fodder stack XL. Of course. Um, yeah, I've got two of them. I've got a blue one and a green one, and I use the blue one more. I don't. It's a little looser than the green, so it holds my notebook, like notebooks that vary a little bit in size. So I've got my no no brand notebook in that, along with a mini file folder that I made, and in the slot on that, I always carry a Twisby Precision seven point point seven millimeter. Um, mechanical pencil i had a brain fart there for a second um so yeah i carried the 0.7 millimeter mechanical pencil with a 4b lead and i also carry some fountain pen along with it lately i've been carrying a jinhao uh 992 that i've been modifying the nibs on and well we can talk about that's going to be a whole yeah i'm really looking forward to hearing about, about that modifying nibs um uh, or like I've so either the Jinhao nine nine two or a Platinum Preppy, uh, because I'm not afraid of breaking them. They're inexpensive. I will often carry my Twisby Echo in there, um, because again, those are just so sturdy. They just survive. I've sat on those. I've carried it around in my pocket. I've thrown it around. I've dropped it, and the Twisby Echo just it survives. I know Twisby has this, you know, reputation for cracking. And making a mess, but I've I've had really good luck with my Twisbees, and I really, really do abuse the crap out of them. Um, but not my my Echo's never cracked, so and I abuse it. Um, so yeah, those are but like that's the pencil case, the sharpener, and then the Knockco Fodder Stack XXL, or is it XL? Just XL. It's not. It's not double X. <laughs> it's not. It's not fat. Um. So, um, yeah, so those are, those are the things that I carry with me every day, whether I'm going to work or I'm doing, you know, going to the cafe and, you know, scribbling out my, my novel, like some sort of hipster. I think it's supposed to be a screenplay if you're a true hipster. <laughs> well, I could probably do that too. Um, <laughs> um, so then I always have an eraser and lately, um, I have been carrying also the, the Hindu, what is it? Hindu Dawashi? I say Hin, I say Hino Dawashi, but yeah, I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is, the the um the Japanese eraser with gold on it, um, or one of the Nataraj or Apsara, and I I use those almost as often as an eraser as I do a fidget, um. So I'm always like, um, like rolling up big balls of eraser on my thumb, um. <laughs> But it's just, it gives me something to squish and, and play with when I'm talking or thinking. Um, hmm. Yeah, so there's always some eraser in my pocket. Uh, and if I'm going to work, then I carry a clipboard with an Ampad Evidence Pastel, because that's one of the um, legal pads that they buy for us at work. And it is garbage for... <laughs> writing on they're just terrible um they like all my fountain pens bleed and feather on it pencils feel terrible on it um but it's free so i use it um because you know i i don't want to buy extra stuff for work because i don't make enough money to you know justify that yeah if if i'm going to the cafe then i then i add to my bag or actually I have an entirely different bag um, that I use for going to the cafe. Um, and so all of the stuff that I just talked about with the exception of the crappy Ampad and clipboard go into that bag, but I also add to it, you know, headphones, 
so that I can listen to something. Um, and I, I'll add an additional fountain pen because I'm afraid I'm going to run out of ink, even though I fill it right before I go. And <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Um, and then it's always, 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 always a composition notebook for me. There's always at least one composition notebook in my bag because that's what I write my novels mm-hmm. in. And I've been using a Galen leather. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing their name right. See, I'm pretty sure it's Galen. Galen leather composition notebook cover. And that allows me to, I have a another couple of pencils in that, a pocket notebook inside it, a stand for my tablet. It has a pocket for my tablet. And also it holds the composition notebook underneath an elastic and then it's got this super sturdy elastic band that holds the whole thing shut um they did they sent it to me free for review on my blog so i'll I'll link a i'll link in the show notes the review that i wrote for it but it's this beautiful bright blue and it gives me a nice work surface to work on when i'm writing um and it's just gorgeous uh it's super heavy but it is a beautiful piece of leather uh, that's really well cool. made. But th- but that goes with me to the cafe. Is there anything you like that you leave home because you're afraid of breaking or losing it? No, you know I don't. I don't leave a lot of stuff at home. Like if I'm going to use something, I use it. Like I don't buy fountain pens that are over a hundred dollars because I know I won't use them. I had a um, a really really beautiful. Dana Trio fountain pen. It was the cum laude, the large size, and it was gorgeous. It had this Italian, um, I'm trying to remember the material it was made out of, but it was beautiful. It was just this beautiful fountain pen, and it wrote just amazingly well on every paper, but it, the value of it was well over $100, and I could not bring myself to take it out of the house. I used it for one fill, washed it, and put it into the storage <laughs> box and never touched it again. So I, I finally just sold it off because I'm like, it, this pen, this is a pen that deserves to be used and it's gorgeous. And I'm trying to remember, I think I sold it to Keith. It could have been someone else. I, I sold it to someone on um, Instagram and every now and then it shows up in his photos. I'm like, Oh, it looks so, and it's so beautiful. And it's so nice to see it being used, but like, I was never going to use it. Um, so yeah, like everything that I own, I, I do put it into rotation. I do take it out of the house. I take it with me. Um, because I just, I think that stationary things need to be used. Hear that? Mm -hmm. Um, yes, that's why I, mm -hmm, because I'm (laughs) surrounded by things I'm not using and I just clean my office and it, 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 I need to use these things. Yeah, you know, I I I did that for a really long time, you know, like I I amassed like like that fountain pen. That's a perfect example. Like that was like my want. I I wanted that pen. I searched all over for a sale on that pen. I found someone who was selling it. This was back when I was like on the fountain pen network. And you know, I I I hunted it. I hunted that pen and when I finally got it, it was like this this holy grail thing. I was like, ah! and <laughs> I I just I couldn't bring myself to use it because it was just too nice. And then like after I'd done the hunt for it, it was it well it it actually totally lived up to expectations. It was everything I expected it to be and more. It was a beautiful writing experience. It was a beautiful pen, but at the same time, I just I didn't want to use it because I was afraid of breaking it. Yeah, and. You know, I just, yeah. So now I have this rule that if anything I bring in has to be something I'm going to use, if I'm not going to use it, then like with pencils, I donate them to my mom's classroom or my brother's classroom. Um, And if I don't use a pen within for like six months, then I put it up for sale. Okay, cool. So I, I just, I don't, well, first off, I don't have the money to just, amass and hoard stuff anymore that's Um, yeah so i i really make an effort to make sure that things are used and now that i'm i'm reviewing pencils and pens again on my blog 
I, I really do use a lot more of it than I was a while ago. I'm getting really tangential here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, That's kind of our MO. So, <laughs> it really is. Oh, man. Um, so what else? In terms of, like, everyday carry, we're going to, we, we, like, we talked about it off air, but we're really going to have to just do a bag episode yeah. because yes. I could talk for hours about my obsession with bags. Yeah. Um, so let's see. <laughs> skipping the bag. <laughs> I'd see now I'm obsessing on the bag. I want to talk about the bag. Um, um, so yeah. So, and then on top of it, we're going to have to do a tech episode because there's a whole other side of this about the technology. Like I've mentioned my tablets in, you know, briefly, but there's a whole side of what, how I write and what I write using my tablets and uh, like wireless keyboard and all the wires and cords and crap that I carry to stay connected. Right. But that's a, that's something else. Yeah. What about you, D? Anything you leave home? Because even though you love it, you're afraid to carry it around. I actually am always paranoid about my Pollux, especially now that I did a trade with less and I only have one. So, I mean, I got, you know, it was a fair trade. I got all these awesome notebooks, but like, yeah, like now it's just, I have one, there's no backup. Right. So, but I, I swallow that feeling mm-hmm. and I just go with it because I need to use it because it'd be silly for me to use like a crappy sharpener because I'm afraid of losing or using something. Yeah, because every time you sharpen, and at least that's okay. So it's thirty bucks. It's not a hundred and fifty. Correct. Mm. So here's here's a question, D. Yeah. Do you carry your Pollux around in the little mesh bag, or no. um, you just carry it loose? Yeah. Would you use a mint tin? I would. I actually have one that I need to just throw the mints away. Yeah. Because you're not going to eat them. I don't like. I don't really like yeah. them actually because. They're just, I don't know. So I do, I bought one specifically. I just haven't utilized it. So it fits, it fits perfectly in the mint tin. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. So I'm going to send you a modified mint tin that I have um, covered in like gold foil that kind of matches the brass. Okay. Um, And then the top of it has a foam insert to hold the pollux in place. Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to, or either the next time I... Either the next time I see you or I'll mail it to you because mail is fun. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, I actually, um, there, uh, I was going to, like I said, I was going to do the tin, but there's a vintage, I I look at it every time I go on Etsy. Um, It's an Everhard Faber tin. Um, Mm. It's called Star Type Cleaner. It's, it's a typewriter cleaner tin. Um, and it's only seven dollars. I should just buy yes. the damn thing. Um, it's gonna disappear. You realize that yeah. someone else is gonna buy it, especially once this hits the air. Well, there's a couple sellers that the price ranges from seven <laughs> to fifteen. But I, I actually, if you want to look real quick in the show notes at the bottom, I put a link so you can see what I'm talking about. Mm. It's just like this, this cool little tin. Um, it's deep looking, and it has this like retro fifties like design on the side. So I was thinking of using one of those. Ooh. Yeah. So isn't but it? What's like, the size? I I have to see. Two the... and a half by one and a half by three quarters. So three quarters of an inch would be high enough. Yeah. And actually, that is. It's just a little bit bigger than the mini mint tin. It's a little longer. Yeah, and there's a bunch on eBay too. Um, so they're not expensive. It's just I never just I never pull the trigger on things. That's my other problem, which is actually good because I, I can't oh, afford that. That is that is super cute. Um, there's another one, you know, that like that's slightly different, but same type of thing. Like it must have just been when they made things with quality and care. Yeah, and they <laughs> lasted. For yeah. a really okay, long I'm time. just gonna stop so, you yeah. there because. In fact, they also made a lot of crap. It's just that the only things Correct. that we see are the things that <laughs> were made with quality and care, because those are the only things yes. that lasted for the next 40, 50, 70, 80, 100 years. 
Well, mm-hmm. I often wonder that because I say this all the time. Like I'm such a curmudgeon. Like when nowadays when I'm in the store and I'm, you know, I was looking for a gift the other day for uh, my niece-in-law, I guess you would call her, um, my niece. And I was in the toy aisle and these toys are just horribly crap. Like I feel like when I was a kid in the eighties, things were so much better quality, but is it that pull of nostalgia that we're just thinking that things are better? Cause they're, you know, when they were older, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's some bias there when people say, Oh, old things are so much better. Yes. I think there is. Cause we had lots and lots of paper stuff. I mean, like I had Lincoln logs, but they still make Lincoln logs and I had Legos mm-hmm. and Tinker toys, mm-hmm. but they still make link. Uh, they still make Legos and they're still good. But I also had a lot of kind of crappy toys made out of paper or, you know, or plastic or whatever that I don't still have. But I also don't really remember them because I didn't play with them for that long. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you're right. These things have lasted the test of time. Plus, how do you, how do you play with a paper toy? Oh, like I had paper dolls and, you know, paper airplane kits. and. I mean, and, you know, the kinds of... I don't, I'm not thinking about specific, I can't come up with a specific example, yeah. but like, um, you know, you used to go to Burger King and you'd get the crown. Yes. You know, so there was a exactly. lot of that stuff in our lives, I feel like, when we were kids. And back then, yeah. a lot of that stuff was made out of paper or cardboard, you know, and you'd stand up little things and flick something at them and they're, you know, hmm. bowling yeah. games or football games or whatever kind of things where you'd knock things down or try to go through hoops or whatever. Now those things are made of plastic and they never decompose, right? Mm-hmm. Now people make things out of plastic True. instead of paper and it's actually bad. <laughs> Correct. Because yeah. they're meant to be ephemeral. Lenore, you're acting like you're 900 years old and we're uh, like youngins, <laughs> but you're not really that I know, much it's older true. than we no, are. No, it's and- true. I, I'm just a couple of years older than you, but no. you're having more nostalgia for your... Um, I mean, I just, I remember when I was a kid going to clean up my room and being completely overwhelmed at just the magnitude of little pieces of everywhere. And I'm going to have to bleed myself there. (laughs) But, you know, just like you throw all these pieces into tubs and we have so much plastic stuff that we have to buy plastic tubs to put all our plastic stuff in. And there's an entire store that Mm -hmm. carries nothing but containers. Yes. Yeah. No, you, you do have a point. You know, and then I read the Little House books with my daughter and, you know, Laura has a corn cob wrapped in a rag for her doll. (laughs) Yeah, clarify what that corn cob is for. For her doll, yes. And she had, you know, she gets a penny and an orange and a stick of candy at Christmas. And I'd be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you're right. I mean, I remember reading those books as a kid, too. And like, you know... I was like, that's it? And she's happy with that? You know, so yeah, you know, I guess we're moving in the wrong direction, I guess, too. Because you're right, pla- everything is plastic. Mm-hmm. Everything is and plastic. Not even good plastic. And that's what got me into pencils, was trying to look for a substitute for the plastic pens I was using. I feel yeah. like besides the ferrule and eraser, like, most of the pencil is environmentally okay. What about the graphite? Is that, like, a no. bad thing? I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's just it's just mineral. It's essentially the same as rock. It's not going to... Yeah. It is rock, really. I mean, it's a mineral. But, um, yes. you know, but plastic doesn't break down. And the structure of it is going to be essentially the same thousands of years from now. Yes. You know, whereas the wood can biodegrade. And the if it's a rubber eraser, that biodegrades. Rubber biodegrades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the feral can actually be recycled. Can be, but even if it isn't, you know, we've been creating metal waste for an awfully long time. <laughs> yeah. A couple thousand years here and there. <laughs> so, yeah, we got off on a tangent again. Did we? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to admit to being a complete dirtbag, and I bought that tin. <laughs> it's okay. There's another one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually I bought it for a specific purpose, so I'm I'm gonna modify it for you, and uh, the, so we'll get together after I get it, and I'll, you'll have it modified, so it'll be rattle free carry. And I will repay you with things yet to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
Um, that that's not necessary. Um, but we can discuss that off there. Yes. So I don't have a whole lot to add to the the everyday carry, but um, I've got kind of the difference between what I put in my pockets and what I put in my mom bag that I carry around and what I put in my backpack. Yes. Yeah. Mom well, bag. Yeah. When you talked about this episode topic, Lenore, I, I'm assuming you wear women's pants. I do. So how is that for you? Because like Les and I wear men's pants and pockets are spacious and awesome. And yeah. I wonder how it messes with your everyday carry. Well, game. I mean, I've, I've kind of always worn women's pants. So, well, that's actually not true. When I was in college and grad school, I wore men's Levi's. So a few years ago, I made the switch to actually teaching in jeans. For a long time, I wore skirts to teach in, and then I started wearing khakis for a long time. And then I started wearing uh, wearing jeans, but only at the very end of the semester, you know, <laughs> and sort of encroached and slowly. Um, yeah, it, it's like if you were a, a beard-growing professor, you'd be having the Gandalf. Right, right yes. So, um, so, yeah, I do wear women's jeans, but I when I'm trying them on, I mean, they're not like designer jeans or anything you know i'm still yeah, i'm still yeah. a crunchy granola girl at heart my pockets are not huge but they are enough for me to be able to carry uh the brass bullet sharpener a space pen which i actually really like mm-hmm. a pencil stub with an eberhard faber um i don't know if it's intended originally as a it's a vintage piece it was intended as a cap or an extender and i don't know which but i kind of use it as both so that's roughly okay. the same size as the space pen and kind of works the same way in that I take it, the cap off and stick it on the back end and it makes it. Oh, cool. Um, and so that's really, really nice. And, you know, then I usually have like a $10 bill and some pennies because if you don't carry pennies, you end up with more pennies. <laughs> yeah, you have to carry pennies that's as a, a defense against getting Yeah, that's more. true. They're sort of like immunization. <laughs> so that stuff is in my pocket. And then... Um, and then in my bag, when my daughter was little, I used to carry um, I used to carry a zipper case. You know the one that unzips and folds down to stand up and make a pencil cup. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, the transformer. Yeah, is that what it is? Okay, yeah. uh, my sister sent it to me, and it's great. I used to carry that with some markers, a couple markers, and some colored pencils in it because that would be something I could pull out and just hand her a pocket notebook, and she could color when we were waiting for food in a restaurant or something. Um, so then I realized I hadn't used that in a while and I quit carrying it and just to lighten the load, I guess I have now my CW pencils, Viking leather pencil case, usually with a couple of black wings that I want to write with and some things I'm willing to give away when people comment on my (laughs) pencils and a, um, and my Pollux sharpener or my masterpiece sharpener. And actually for a while I had, I had lost one of my masterpiece. I've got two masterpiece sharpeners and I had lost one of them because it was in a pencil case I didn't use very often and I didn't realize it was there. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I just found that recently and I got to, I got to rearrange my stuff because I'm about to go to a conference. So, and then I've got my one star leather little pocket notebook cover that I bought from Les a while back and um, a couple of pocket notebooks in that. That's a really nice case. It is. It's super nice, and I love the I love the pen the um the holster you put on it the pen, mm. pen or pencil holster that you put on it because um it holds my six B Mitsubishi Uni mm-hmm. that I totally love to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually carry one little blank paper notebook for sketch, and mm-hmm. then just a couple of random pocket notebooks that I can write anything in. And I'm not careful about what I put in. <laughs> I you know I'll pull them out and let somebody try out a pencil in them or let my daughter play hangman or draw or something. It's, you know, (laughs) she's eight. So, you know, and sometimes we do the little fill in the blocks, you know, the, that little game where you make, you take turns writing lines on the grid and yes. Oh yeah. 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 So I've got dot grids. Yeah. I've got dot grids. So we play that one. I need to get a couple of notebooks with a larger dot grid. Because that game goes on way too long <laughs> in a field notes or a calipino. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> uh. And I kind of wish that I could carry my doll one thirty three with me. And I think if I, <laughs> I mean, you could. Well, yeah, but 
you know, it's it's not made for carrying around. It's bulky and it spills shavings and dust and yeah, stuff. True. So, you know, it's not great, but um but you know, like I've said before, I don't do a ton of writing when I'm out. I'm mostly more about notes and lists and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that would be my thing I don't carry. I I do carry a fountain pen around with me a lot of the time. It just in a pocket in my bag. I mean, I guess I should be nervous about that, but I haven't been. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> what could go well, wrong? I mean, honestly, <laughs> like it, the amount that I abuse my fountain pens, and I like I eyedropper my platinum preppy. I eyedropper like I've got a, a lot of eyedropper pens, and I really abuse mine. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm not as worried about it as other people are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Christy did, she had like a really nice fountain pen. She didn't cap it well and uh, actually broke the grip off at the feed. <gasps> uh, yeah. And, and so like she came home she was like, hey, I got ink everywhere. <laughs> you literally <laughs> cannot make a bigger mess than that. <laughs> no, I mean, it like the feed snapped in half. The grip was broken. Um, it like the threads were stuck in the pen. Um, and it wasn't a pen. It was a, um, that you would expect something like that to happen, like a platinum preppy that would have never happened with, but it was a, um, pilot knight or it was like a metal body pen. It was very similar, but nicer than a metropolitan, but Mm -hmm. had a similar grip and thread system. And that's what she snapped off. Um, unbelievable. Only, only my partner, <laughs> only my partner could do something like that. That's pretty impressive, really. It is. It is. And she was very upset because it was an expensive pen that she had bought for herself. So it was very disappointing on a Whoopsie. number of levels. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you guys want to go back and fill in? No, I, th- I think we no. we're pretty thorough. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was really tangential. I'm sorry. That's all right. It was a very open topic. <laughs> mm. And as I will remind you again, it is so much more. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> We've left it wide open for ourselves. Uh, we really did. Sometimes it's true. I have to rein myself in, I think. No, I was just going to say, we can create a whole other podcast that's like Seinfeld. Just a podcast about nothing. <laughs> like, oh my God, we'll just we call each see- other and record it. Yeah. <laughs> We, yeah. we we would never get off Skype. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Well, will you tell us where we can find you online? D, start us off. So you can find me on Facebook at uh, The Weekly Pencil. You can find me on weeklypencil.com and on Instagram and Twitter at Weekly Pencil. Les? Uh, you can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook as Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram and Twitter as Original LC Harper. What about you, Lenore? And I'm at Twitter as Lenore underscore Hoyt, and I'm on Facebook through the Erasable Podcast or the RSVP Stationery Podcast. And we thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Yes, thank you all. Later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>